Locked On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Bucks Nation? Welcome to today's episode of the Locked On Bucks Podcast. I'm David Harrison going solo on this episode. My co-host, James Jarko, has this episode off. You can find him on Twitter, though, at jarko underscore bucks. Find me at dharrison82. Of course, as always, you can find both of us covering your Tampa Bay Buccaneers for SB Nation over at bucksnation.com. Find Bucks Nation on Twitter at bucks underscore nation. Then find this show at Locked on Bucks on Twitter as well. Welcome again to today's episode of the Locked on Bucks podcast. All of our returning listeners, you know who you are and you know that we love you. We know we appreciate your support and your listenership. If you're new to the show, welcome. Well, it took you so long. It only took a Lombardi, but hey, they brought it to you. It brought you to us. Then it was all worth it. It was all worth the wait. Thank you for coming to the show. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the show on your podcast platform of choice. Go ahead and leave a rating, leave a review. Let us know how we're doing. And not only will you catch all of our amazing content here at the Lockdown Bucks podcast, but you also help other Buccaneers fans just like you find this show the way that you did. Looking forward on today's episode. First, we're going to go over an interview that linebacker Devin White recently gave and some pretty interesting comments he had in that interview. And then we're actually going to go over an article that was published about how the Carolina Panthers might actually mimic what the Tampa Bay Buccaneers did to get to their Super Bowl championship, or are they? We're also going to talk about a very interesting statistic that LaShawn McCoy uh, has achieved and how he did so with the help of Tom Brady, like so many others did. We're going to talk about a Super Bowl hero that almost never was, all on today's episode of the Lockdown Bucks podcast. First things first, let's kick it off with Tampa Bay Buccaneers' second-year off-ball linebacker, inside linebacker, linebacker Devin White talking with Skip Bayless and Shannon Sharp on the television show Undisputed about the Kansas City Chiefs and about a feature or a factor in the game that a lot of people were concerned with coming into it. I mean, host of the Locked On Chiefs podcast, Chris Clark, came on this very show. We did our Super Bowl crossover. I asked him, how concerned are you with that banged-up offensive line? He said he was extremely concerned about that banged-up offensive line going up against his defensive front in the pass rush of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But according to Devin and his experience on the field, and I think he knows what he's talking about, apparently the Kansas City Chiefs weren't all that concerned about it themselves. Let's take a listen in to what Devin had to say to Shannon and Skip. Are you surprised that they didn't change the game plan because they were just sc- scat protection, scat protection? They didn't adjust. They didn't do. They didn't do max protect. They didn't do anything. They just kept trying to get five out, and you f- your four was beating their five. Yeah, and th- and that's another thing like that we knew going in. We knew that they was going to be a cocky team, which they have every right to be. They was the number one offense in the in the entire National Football League. But the thing is. We knew they couldn't block us. We knew that our front four was going to dominate them. So they did us a favor. They played right into our hands. We weren't going to be that cocky team like, hey, we're going to play them in cover one. We're going to shut them down. Our best guys matched up on their best guys. We was going to make it be a team collective uh, win on defense, and that's what we did, man. So at the end of the day, they shouldn't even talk about not having their offensive tackles when they didn't even help them. They put them on islands by themselves with the best pass rushers in the game. So that, that's not, that's at their own fault. All right, again, that was Devin White talking to Shannon Sharp there in that clip, but also Skip Bayless on the show Undisputed about the fact that the Kansas City Chiefs came out with their banged-up offensive line that since the Super Bowl, honestly, we've heard from a lot of people talking about that's one of the reasons they lost the game and kind of, I don't want to say making excuses, but it kind of sounds like people are making some excuses about the fact that they had so many injuries on that offensive line being a contributing factor. 
That's not so much that the Buccaneers beat their best offensive line. It's that they had an injury-ridden offensive line going out there. Um, but look, at the end of the day, you know what are coaches there to do? We've talked about this with the Buccaneers franchise time and time again. It is a coach's job to put this team in the best position possible to put them or to, to, to help them win. And the Kansas City Chiefs coaching staff just didn't do it. And I go back to the post-game Super Bowl, post-Super Bowl press conferences. Andy Reid said as much in the post-game press conference. He said, I got out-coached. We got out-coached. This is on me. This is on the players. It was on Andy Reid, and, and it's a stand-up thing for him to do. But at the same time, another stand-up thing to do would be to get your guys help. You know what I mean? If you see your offensive line out there struggling, why aren't you helping them out, first of all? Second of all, why didn't you anticipate the fact that they were going to need help? And it kind of takes me back through the entirety of the postseason, uh, minus the Washington football team game, the wild card game that the Buccaneers won there. Go back to that divisional round game against New Orleans Saints. Go back to that NFC Championship game against the Green Bay Packers. And then go to the Super Bowl against the Kansas City Chiefs. Really, there was a lot of conversation, a lot of talk coming from the other side of the field, right? There was a lot of conversation coming from, yes, yeah, Saints fans, obviously, but also there was some. There was a lot of confidence coming out of those players. There was a lot of confidence coming out of the local media, a lot of the confidence coming out of the national media that the Buccaneers couldn't beat the Saints. Why? Because the Saints already beat them twice, and the second time, they whooped their asses. They couldn't. Then you move on to the Green Bay Packers. They couldn't beat the Packers. All that stuff, those were anomalies. Those were out of the ordinary. And, and listen, I agreed at the time. Those were anomalies. Those were out of the ordinary. You don't see Aaron Rodgers have bad days like that. Well, guess what? We saw him have a bad day again. So that's where you kind of start to say, look, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense, they're not just taking advantage of mistakes from the other team. They're causing those mistakes, and then they're taking advantage of them as well. Go back to the top bowls, uh, way that he runs his defense. He runs it like an offense. He's not just coming out there looking to react to what you're doing. He's coming out there looking to punch you in the face, looking to force you to do what he wants you to do. But then, like Devin White just said, the Kansas City Chiefs didn't need forcing. The Kansas City Chiefs came out and they did exactly what the Buccaneers wanted them to do from Jump Street. And now, you know, the Buccaneers are Super Bowl champions. And, and you talk about the cockiness of it. And listen, you're a defending Super Bowl champion. But I think what a lot of people have talked about and what we've seen through the history of the National Football League is as hard as it is to win a Super Bowl, it's even harder to win two Super Bowls, to win back-to-back -back Super Bowls. The last team to do it is Tom Brady's New England Patriots. They're the last team to win back-to-back -back Super Bowls. And that's not exact, and that's not even his last two Super Bowls that he's played. That's come down the line further into his history. So, I mean, it's it's not something even the greatest quarterback of all time can do. So for the Kansas City Chiefs to come out that way and to come out looking a little overconfident in what they were doing. But again, you kind of go through the list, man. I mean, people really did sleep on this Buccaneers team and specifically this Buccaneers defense. I think partially because of the youth on the team but then I don't know how many conversations guys I had with with people talking about Carlton Davis and how he was you know the the most targeted you know defensive back in the National Football League or had given up so many yards or so many catches and all this stuff and and I would continuously tell people like listen yeah he's one of the most targeted defensive backs in the, in the NFL or the most targeted defensive back in the NFL we understand he also plays in a very man heavy scheme where he's oftentimes on the number one receiver so who's who's the most targeted receiver usually on the field it's the number one guy so when you're when you're covering that guy in man coverage, you're going to get a lot of a lot of targets. But at the same time, then you also talk about 11 win Tampa Bay Buccaneers team that is forcing a lot of teams to pass, even when they're falling behind, even when they're down 17 nothing at the end of the first half or, or what have you. They're still able, and teams understood, especially getting later into the season, that they're still able to come back and win that game or get back into that game. So you have teams that even when they're playing with a lead. They're not necessarily relying on the run because they know that that offense on the other side of the field can come back in a moment's notice. Plus, you have a defense, a run defense, that is not going to give up really anything. So even if you came out, tried to run the run the clock, run the ball to, to milk the clock, you're good luck. You're not going to have a lot of success. And so 
all of those things just kind of rolling and combined. And then I think, again, back to uh, Coach LaFleur there after the Packers game and him saying, we never imagined that this could be an outcome. And that's a little bit different than we came in expecting to win, right? You want your coach to say, we came in expecting to win. We came in with the mindset that we, we are going to win this game. This is our game to lose. But to, to sit there and literally say that you never even fathomed a world where a team that is playing in the NFC championship game could beat you, that speaks to a higher level. That's, that's not, let's be confident because we're a good team. That's arrogance. That's, that's borderline arrogance, if not completely into the realm of arrogance. Uh, and it sounds like the Kansas City Chiefs may have come out there a little bit too. Said, you know what? Their pass rush may get home. But we've got five guys out there. We've got, you know, uh, Tyreek Hill. We've got the, the Travis Kelseys of the world, world. And honestly, a little bit, it may speak a little bit to the lack of blocking ability in Travis Kelsey. I'm just saying. Because um, you know that the, the Buccaneers used Rob Gronkowski in pass protection as much as they needed to, especially during that postseason run. So that's, that's a conversation locked on Chiefs need to have, not the locked on Bucks, but interesting comments there from Devin White. Obviously, we greatly appreciate uh, getting that audio there from Undisputed. But we're going to get moving on, guys, into our next segment. And I'll tell you right now, uh, if there's a team out there in the NFL that can't afford to get overly confident next season, it's going to be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They are going to have a target the size of Florida on them when uh, the 2021 action gets underway. And I'm sure they're not going to have uh, a lack of confidence, but they're also not going to get overly confident. And I'll tell you, another arena that some people, and you know who I'm talking about, can get a little overconfident is with their cars. And sometimes... That overconfidence and the quality of our car guys can can keep us from making the necessary maintenance and repairs that we need to. And one big reason to be humble about your vehicle and repair them, maintain them when you need to so you can save money for other important things, whether it be mortgage, your food, or another fun item that you want to spend some money on versus repairing a fun item that you already have. Why would you choose to spend 30, 50, or 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or a new car dealership when you can go to rockauto.com? Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals or do-it-yourselfers. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Segment two now here at the Locks on Bucks podcast. David Harrison on Twitter at dharrison82. And guys, February is Black History Month on the Locks on Pack podcast network. We're honoring the challenges and success of black men and women in sports with a new series called Locked On Presents More Than the Game. Right now, you can hear Candace Cooper of Locked On Tar Heels and Erica Ayala of Locked On Women's Basketball discuss the opportunities and challenges that come with being a black woman in sports. Subscribe to the Locked On Presents podcast feed on the radio.com app or wherever you get podcasts. All right, guys, we're going to talk about an interesting story and an interesting statistic here in segment two of today's episode at the Locked On Bucks podcast. And we're going to start it off with a statistic because I think this is incredibly fun, uh, incredibly funny to a certain extent. But uh, running back LaShawn McCoy, the man otherwise known as Shady, this season was his 12th season in the National Football League, and he won back-to-back Super Bowls, the only player this year to win back-to-back Super Bowls. Of course, he was a member of the Kansas City Chiefs last year when they made their Super Bowl run, was inactive for their Super Bowl win, but it still counts. 
And then again, of course, obviously he won this year with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He was actually active for the Super Bowl, so he was dressed. He was in pads, uh, probably got a little bit of a sweat on because of the Florida weather and then wearing pads on top of it. So at least he got to break a sweat uh, in this year's game. Did not have any action, did not see any snaps, but he did suit up for the game, wins the Super Bowl again back-to-back, despite the fact that the this year and last year, the two years he won the Super Bowl, are his first two years in his career we didn't have at least 500 yards rushing and only the fourth and fifth years in his career we didn't have a thousand yards rushing and in these two years combined guys combined for less than 500 yards total in two years this season for the tampa bay buccaneers Lashawn mccoy carried the ball just 10 times for 31 yards and that's not just regular season stats guys he didn't get a single touch in the postseason either uh, but hey he's a super bowl champion two times over so all credit to him the 32 year old will be 33 before the next season begins we'll see what his future holds for him i mean he may just ride off in the sunset or he may go i mean you know look never say never he may return to the buccaneers especially when he's coming in at league minimum for a veteran of just over one million dollars to do so i mean hey he could be back or he may hit the open market and go look at a team like, I don't know, like Green Bay or or something else. Maybe look to, to win, you know, three Super Bowls, go back to back to back in a three-peat, but with a third different team. That would be something. I don't know if that would be the first time that ever happened, but it would definitely be rare. And you know it's rare because winning two Super Bowls back to back with two different teams is already rare enough. But even more rare than that, when you talk about having the most interesting season in NFL history, just from a, from a total landscape uh, type of view, LaShawn McCoy became just the fourth player in the Super Bowl era to win back-to-back Super Bowls, beating the team that he won the first Super Bowl with, with the second team. So let's go back. So not only do you have to, in order to be on this list, not only do you have to win a Super Bowl, but you have to leave the team you won that Super Bowl with, sign with a new team or get trade, whatever, be with a new team and win a Super Bowl that next season with the added requirement that you beat the team you left from the year before and obviously LaShawn McCoy just did that, but only the fourth guy to do it. The previous players to do that, and this is according to CBSSports.com, Brandon Browner won a Super Bowl with the Seattle Seahawks the year that they beat the Denver Broncos, subsequently signed with the New England Patriots, who then beat that Seattle Seahawks team in the Super Bowl that next year. Chris Long and LeGarrette Blount both won Super Bowls with the New England Patriots, and then during that next offseason were moved to the Philadelphia Eagles, that same Eagles team that season beat the New England Patriots 41 to 33, led by the in- incomparable Nick Foles there. Uh, so LaShawn McCoy joins those three gentlemen uh, again, winning Super Bowl, the Kansas City Chiefs, and then leaving the Chiefs franchise, joining the Buccaneers franchise, beating the franchise he left the Kansas City Chiefs for a Super Bowl. And here's what's even more amazing about it, guys. Maybe it's actually not amazing. You would consider all the Super Bowls that Tom Brady's been in. Of course, he has been involved in all four of those. Again, Brandon Browner winning with the Patriots, beating the Seahawks, and then Chris Long and LeGarrette Blount beating the Patriots with the Eagles after winning one with the Patriots. So Tom Brady has been involved in all four of those players, the only four players to ever have that milestone. Win a Super Bowl with one team, leave said team, join a new team, and then win a Super Bowl with their new team, beating their former team. Every single instance in NFL history, Tom Brady has been there for it to happen. So just an interesting little tidbit of information, really nothing major. They're not a whole lot of analysis and these go on, right? But something that was interesting. Uh, another thing that was interesting that might have a little bit of analysis allowed to it is the fact that the Buccaneers almost cut Leonard Fournette before playoff Lenny ever got off the ground. 
And this, of course, is in a report according to Kevin Petra of Around the NFL for NFL.com, who wrote about the fact that Leonard Fournette was unhappy with his role and then was made inactive for the Buccaneers' Week 14 win over the Minnesota Vikings. And then following that, the very next day, head coach Bruce Arians had a very frank conversation, is what the writer writes, with uh, with Leonard Fournette and essentially gave him an ultimatum. said, deal with it or we can move on from you. You don't have to be a part of this team. And here's a quote that, he, uh, that Rick Stroud actually got from Arians about the situation. This is Arian's quote saying, I said, this is your situation. It can change at the drop of a hat, but this is your situation. Either embrace it or you say, cut me. And then I said, this is Arian saying, I said, what do you want? Because this is a very special team that you're a part of. I think you've got a feeling of that. Just see if you can hang in there to see what happens. And he did. And I'm really proud of him. End quote. Uh, And then as the writer wrote, I mean, the rest is playoff history because shortly after that, uh, Ronald Jones went on the reserve COVID-19 list for two weeks and then suffered a quad injury before the playoffs began, uh, was not able to play uh, much at all really during the postseason. But then even when he was able to play and maybe was a little bit healthier, playoff Lenny had come in and taken a firm grasp. Uh, you're talking about riding the hot hand. Playoff Lenny got hot and never uh, faltered. And, I mean, some Bucks fans have even said, you know, was, was playoff Lenny really that good? And then I kind of countered with, well, maybe – Regular season Lenny was just so bad that playoff Lenny looked super amazing in comparison. Whatever the case is, the Buccaneers decided to ride Leonard Fournette during the postseason, and hey, it was successful. They have they have a Lombardi Trophy to hold up for it, and uh, of all signs point to Leonard Fournette probably leaving the Buccaneers now, going for a payday, looking to be the primary guy on another team. Hey, good luck to him. Ronald Jones will, get, will be back, and and hopefully uh, he can he can lick his wounds and kind of get over the fact that he was kind of an afterthought in the postseason. Come back next year motivated more than ever to be a top five running back again, like he was at one point during the regular season this year in the National Football League. And if you want to put some money on where some of these penny free agents are going to go, you can do so at betonline.ag, which is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, guys, but free agency is in the midst. Uh, and the the NFL draft is coming, so you can put but you can put bets on prop bets involving the NFL draft. The NBA is still going on. College basketball is going on. NHL is in full swing. Speaking of swinging, Major League Baseball is right around the corner. BetOnline.ag even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. They've got real-time updates on odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline.ag has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds you need. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. All you have to do is go to the website, use your mobile device, use your computer, use the promo code LOCKEDON when you sign up for your free account, and receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Again, that's betonline.ag. Promo code locked on when you sign up and you get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. And back now, here to wrap up our Thursday episode of the Locked On Bucks podcast. And after you're done with this episode, check out Locked On NFL, where Ryan Tracy and Jake Liskow break down teams across the NFL from an analytics and team building perspective. Get the expert analysis on your favorite team from Ryan and Jake every Thursday. Subscribe to Locked On NFL wherever you get podcasts. We're going to wrap up today's episode of the Locked On Bucks podcast by talking about the Carolina Panthers. Uh, and here's why. There's a report that came out or a, a statement that was made, I suppose, on ESPN's NFL Live. Their Panthers reporter, so their Jenna Lane of the Carolina Panthers world, so to speak, David Newton, uh, said some things about the Carolina Panthers that uh, peaked some ears. And uh, what he said was, quote, the Panthers will do whatever it takes to get Deshaun Watson. And that includes giving up three first-round draft picks and running back Christian McCaffrey. 
He went on to say, quote, owner David Tepper wants to win a Super Bowl. He's made that clear. He understands it takes a marquee quarterback to do that. If you look at recent history outside of Kansas City Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes, the quickest way to do that is to trade for a marquee quarterback and not draft one in the first round. Just ask Tampa Bay. So this got me thinking just a little bit about this topic. For one, uh, look, you know, as far as the Buccaneers knowing that the quickest way to a Super Bowl is not necessarily drafting a quarterback in the first round, I have to imagine he's referring to Jameis Winston being selected, obviously, in the first round of the 2015 NFL draft with the first overall pick, and that not working out. The Buccaneers not only not making it to the Super Bowl with Jameis, but also not making it to the playoffs. Uh, but there's many, many reasons for that, for one. And we've covered this, but just a quick recap of it. The franchise let him down, and at certain times, he let them down. Uh, it is what it is at this point. It's all history, and... Uh, the bottom line is it did not work. However, I have a huge problem with comparing this situation to the Buccaneers situation because, honestly, guys, I don't think the two situations are comparable. Uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers simply did not go about this the way that this reporter is suggesting or reporting possibly that the the Carolina Panthers go about uh, getting a Super Bowl team put together. You talk about the idea of giving up three first-round draft picks. You're talking about three consecutive first-round draft picks for a quarterback like Deshaun Watson. Look, Deshaun Watson is an amazing talent, uh, incredibly young quarterback that can lead your franchise for a decade or more even uh, if injury you know, luck goes his way. Uh, but the Tampa Bay Buccaneers didn't do this. So if you're, if you're going to compare this, this Carolina Panthers move to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers saying just ask the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, yes, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers can say drafting a quarterback in the first round doesn't always mean Super Bowl success, but – there are a lot of teams I can say that nothing will no, no there is no algorithm out there that says well if you draft running backs in the first round you'll go to the Super Bowl if you draft offensive tackles in the first round you will go to the Super Bowl no the only algorithm you can find is if you nail your first round draft picks you have a chance going to the Super Bowl that's it and that's just a chance guys so that's that's just, that's like saying hey if you go to the gas station and buy a lotto ticket you have a chance of winning the lottery that's about as much as you can guarantee this whole thing with draft algorithms but listen if you're the Carolina Panthers you just finished near the bottom of your division with a 5-11 and record. And I know the Tampa Bay Buccaneers just had a 7-9 record last year. But let's be honest, guys, that was a 7-9 record on a team that was much better than a 7-9 team. The Carolina Panthers are have a 5-11 record, and they are a 5-11 team. As far as I see it, they are a 5-11 team. Uh, the Buccaneers just won a Super Bowl. Tristan Wirfs, Devin White, and Vitavea had huge roles to play in that Super Bowl win, that playoff run, uh, especially when you get to the NFC Championship game and on with Vitavea coming back. Guess who those three guys are? That's right, you guess it. Those are the last three first-round draft picks the Buccaneers have had. So you talk about trading away three first-round draft picks, guys. You're talking about trading away Tristan Wirfs, Devin White, and Villavea. And I asked you this, Buccaneers fans. I would love a response on Twitter, in the voicemails, whatever you want. Um, I would actually love to get James's response to this as well on tomorrow's episode. If if Tom Brady retired, if news came out today that said Tom Brady retired, knock on wood because we don't want it to happen, right? But if that news broke, that Tom Brady was riding off in the sunset with his rings, with his seven championships, beating Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, and Drew Brees in one off postseason saying, look, it don't get no better than that. I got one. From, I got a bunch from the AFC. I got one from the NFC. I'm good. Hands are clear. I'm walking away from the table. Would you be willing to trade Tristan Wirfs, Devin White, and Vita Vea for Deshaun Watson? Would you be willing to make that trade? Because that's what we're talking about with the Carolina Panthers. No, and we're not saying there's a guarantee that those three first-round draft picks are going to turn into players of that caliber to have that much impact on the team that they go to, to the Houston Texans. But that's the opportunity you're trading. You're trading the opportunity to have a Tristan Wirfs, Devin White, and Vita Vea for the opportunity to get a Deshaun Watson. So 
I would love to know from Bucks Nation, from you guys listening to the show, if you would do that. And James, I know you listen to these episodes, so be prepared. I'm going to ask you this tonight about whether or not you would make that trade. I want to know that answer because that's what this writer's talking about. Oh, all but also, by the way, trade Christian McCaffrey. So your best offensive weapon. So who's the best offensive weapon for the Buccaneers? We'll say it's Mike Evans, right? Historic wide receiver, seven straight thousand yard seasons to start his career. First wide receiver in NFL history to do that. So would you trade Tristan Wirfs, Devin White, Vita Vea, and Mike Evans, guys, for Deshaun Watson? That's the question. All right, let me know on Twitter, either personally at dharrison82, at LockedOnBucks, in the voicemails, in the emails, LockedOnBucksPodcast at gmail.com. However you want to let me know, please let me know what your thoughts are on that situation because that's what the Carolina Panthers are apparently, reportedly, according to David Newton, who covers Carolina Panthers for ESPN, that's what they're considering doing is making that trade right there. And then furthermore, I mean, you talk about mimicking a, a copycat league, right? Everything's a copycat league. So when you look at the Kansas City Chiefs, you say, okay, the Kansas City Chiefs won the Super Bowl after the 2019 season. How do we do what they did or how do we beat them, right? And there's not a lot of Patrick Mahomes out there. There's not a lot of Tyree Hills out there. There's not a lot, a lot of Travis Kelsey's out there. So really, when you're looking at the Kansas City Chiefs, you kind of kind of look at it and say, how do we beat them? Well, the Buccaneers showed the blueprint for that. You pass rush the hell out of them. You get to their quarterback and you cover well. And that's not an easy recipe, right? That's not, that's not, it's like, it's like cooking a filet mignon in Gordon Ramsay's kitchen. A lot of you are going to mess it up and a lot of people do mess it up, but if you get it right, it's beautiful. So the Buccaneers have, they figured out the code, right? And if they can keep the band together, potentially they can do it again next year. But now everybody's going to be going back to the table saying, okay, how do we beat Kansas City if we're in the AFC? How do we beat Tampa Bay if we're in the NFC? And then no matter what, how do we beat the Buccaneers? Or how do we replicate what they did? Well, here's what the Buccaneers did. They drafted really well, especially over the last three years. Tristan Wirfs, Antoine Winfield Jr., Tyler Johnson, Keyshawn Vaughn even showed flashes, guys. Devin White, Sean Murphy Bunting, Jamel Dean, Mike Edwards had an impact, especially in that New Orleans Saints game. Anthony Nelson showed some flashes. Scott Miller, six-round Scotty. I mean, he's, he's done some great things. Vita Vea, Ronald Jones, top five running back at one point during the National Football League during the regular season this year. Carlton Davis, Alex Kappa starting right guard till he went out. Jordan Whitehead starting strong safety. All right. Chris Godwin, maybe the best third-round draft pick in NFL history. I'm over-exaggerating maybe, but you know what I mean. Going back to 2017, this team has drafted really well. So if you're the Carolina Panthers, if you want to see the, 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 the blueprint, right, and even, even the Kansas City Chiefs, listen, Travis Kelsey drafted. Tyreek Hill drafted. Patrick Mahomes drafted. Uh, McCole Hardman drafted, right? So you need to hit your draft picks. So that's where you need to go. And you need to go in and hit your draft picks. If you want to mimic what the Buccaneers did, you need to hit your draft picks. And then the final piece to all this thing, right? And it's real simple. So if, if you're an NFL franchise out there and you want to mimic what the Buccaneers did, I want you to listen up real good. Hit record on whatever you're watching. DVR it. Record it. I'm going to give you the answer. You ready? Here's what you do. You draft really well for three, four, five years. And then you sign the greatest quarterback to ever play the game in free agency. That's it. That's all you got to do. But wait, there's more. The Buccaneers didn't trade for a franchise quarterback, right? Again, go back to what David Newton said. Look at the blueprint. The Carolina Panthers want to do things. They, they already know trade drafting the quarterback isn't the answer. Trading for the quarterback is the answer. Just ask Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay didn't trade for their quarterback, homie. They signed him, and they signed the greatest quarterback to ever play the game. Good luck. Good luck with mimicking that. Good luck with copying that blueprint. It's not going to happen because what did Tom Brady bring with him? He brought Rob Gronkowski with him. He brought Antonio Brown with him. Arguably, he brought Leonard Fournette with him. I don't know if Leonard Fournette goes to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers if Tom Brady's not there. 
I don't know that the Buccaneers bring in Leonard Fournette if Tom Brady's not there, to be quite honest with you. Okay? So that's it. Draft really well for four or five years. Sign the greatest quarterback to ever play the game. And then watch the veteran free agents or the available the available veterans that force their way out of their teams, a la Rob Gronkowski via trade. Watch them fall in line and fall all over each other to get to your team, to take you to the Super Bowl. That's the blueprint. So if the Carolina Panthers are looking to replicate what the Buccaneers did, I will tell you that drafting or, or trading three first-round draft picks and your best player for a quarterback is not what the Buccaneers did. It's interesting. Don't get me wrong. It's interesting. Just don't do it under the guise of replicating what the Buccaneers did because that's not what they did. And honestly, as we get through the offseason, we get into next season, that is something, guys, that I'm going to think is a strength of this Buccaneers team is the fact that they've put this thing together in a way that nobody can replicate. No team across the NFL consider and say, we've got all these really great, young, talented players from the last four or five years of our drafts waiting to be superstars on the national stage. Let's go ahead and plug in the best quarterback to ever play the game who is then going to bring us three or four talented veteran free agents at low prices to get us to the Super Bowl. That is a, literally a mold that is being broke, that is broken. The Buccaneers, the only ones that have it, and they're going to enjoy it for hopefully at least one more year. We'll see what happens with, with some of these key free agents, right? But that's an advantage I think the Buccaneers are going to have going into 2021 is what they just accomplished cannot be replicated period, because Tom Brady is not a free agent. And we all know, I mean, we all assume, I suppose, right? Rob Gronkowski is not playing for anybody, not named Tom Brady. So it ain't going to happen. So Carolina Panthers, if you're looking for a team to build your Super Bowl model after, you might want to stick with the Kansas City Chiefs. I know it's a year old, but you might want to stick there because you ain't doing what the Tampa Bay Buccaneers did. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is our final topic of conversation for today's episode of the Lockdown Bucks podcast. I have been your host, David Harrison. Find me on Twitter at dharrison82. Find everything I am writing about your Tampa Bay Buccaneers for SB Nation over at BucksNation.com on Twitter at Bucks underscore Nation. Find my co-host James Yarko on Twitter at jarko underscore Bucks. Also find everything that he's writing about your Buccaneers at the same website, BucksNation.com. He and I will be back tomorrow. I will get his answer on the question. If you need a refresher, Tristan Wirfs, Devin White, Vita Vea, Mike Evans for Deshaun Watson. Do you make that trade? Do you not make that trade? Because Tom, in this scenario, Tom Brady has retired, and now you don't have a quarterback. That is what the Carolina Panthers are somewhat loosely considering, uh, similar to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Do you make that trade? Let me know on Twitter. Let me know in the emails at lotsonbookspodcast at gmail.com or in the voicemail line. Just dial 813-444-5841. Thank you so much for joining me here today. If you're out and about, please be safe. Please be kind to one another. Be kind to yourself as well. The world is a much better place with everybody here still in it. We will talk to you tomorrow. Thank you so much for joining me right here. I love Tom Bucks.